Shmeev, I've got to tell you, Schmeeberger in Paradise 2, it's been it's been a little bit more enjoyable than the last one. Poe was a lot of fun, and um, I also appreciate that I haven't been chained up this time. Um, you know, obviously, you know, signing the, the waiver was probably a good help on my part, but, you know, this has been better, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we have next. Oh, hold up. Sorry, man, I gotta take this. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm doing fine. Yeah, did, did you hear the last episode? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going, uh, we just got the one uh, other episode left. Um, I think we're covering Elvis, which I didn't expect out of Shmeev, but, um, you know, I'm, I like a lot of Elvis's music. Yeah. Oh yeah, Suspicious Minds is probably my favorite. I think it's on the thing we're covering. I don't, I don't know yet. I haven't really looked at it. Okay. Yep, we'll be back in two weeks and uh, back with the uh, the other Juggalo stuff. All right. All right, take care. Uh, whoop whoop. Sorry about that, man. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to finishing this out uh, pretty strong. All right. Cool. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Can I please have a refill of the not Fago? Thank you. <sighs> you know, this isn't half bad. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Every fucking buddy on the beach party house, listen to- Woo! Welcome to the Schmeev Burger in Paradise Bar and Grill and Rehabilitation Home for Wayward Juggalos. You're joined by your hosts, Mike and Schmeeve. How are you doing? You know, I feel very beachy right now. Same. Looking outside, same. the sun, and just the, the fun that is brought along with it. I believe the sun and fun is out there behind my blinds somewhere. Yeah, it probably. Yeah. There's somebody on a beach somewhere having a great sun-filled day. Yeah, pro they're probably like further down south than we are. Yeah, maybe. There's but, there's no beaches in Pittsburgh. Right, right. <laughs> and they're not east because the sun's already pretty far out there. Yeah, so maybe in like California. Yeah, yeah, California. Yeah, yeah they're they're well when we're recording, which is not our normal time. No, it's it's still at a reasonable time to be at the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still some beach time left. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're here for for some more not whatever the fuck we do on this show. <laughs> My shit. Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yes. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the one and only Elvis. Oh, my God. Costello. <laughs> <laughs> and his 1977 album, I believe, 77 or 78. I'm, you know, I'm glad you're looking at it. It looks like it's 77. I didn't have this ready. <laughs> uh, his 1977 album, My Aim is True. That's right. Mike, you know anything about Elvis Costello prior to this? Not a fucking thing. Mike. Which is very surprising to me. <laughs> like, I think I feel like I would have heard something i'm aware of the name but i never sure. heard anything of him or anything about him well here's the thing for a very long time i didn't either um but 
there was somebody that I followed online for a long time who would talk about him every so often, and I was like, well, this person has generally good music opinions. Let me look into this guy. I went out and bought this album, and I was like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> this is so goddamn good. <laughs> and I didn't give you the full album that I picked up, because the album mm-hmm. that I picked up was an anniversary edition that had a you whole the, lot the, of all the bonuses. demo tracks and stuff at the end of it. This is the sort of original cut mm-hmm. because there was like one song on here somewhere that was a weird exclusive in a location and eventually they just tacked it onto the end for the final mm-hmm. releases well i will say that the version i listened to i didn't listen to the tracks that you sent me i did listen okay. to the version that was on uh youtube music I'm sure so it is the original 13 track okay uh, still album. 13 that's good then yeah has the 13 tracks uh but yeah uh, I just this, this this is one that I picked up, and when, whenever I finally popped it in to give it a listen, the sound of it is just it's fucking beautiful. I fucking love it, and it's just it's some good like bluesy fucking rock and stuff. Apparently, he's like kind of associated in the punk scene, but by his own uh, account, he wasn't really like in the punk scene. <laughs> he was like, I couldn't couldn't do that. I had like a wife and a kid and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but he, he I guess he's got a lot of cred and stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, he he went out there and did it. Apparently, this album in particular was recorded on sick days from his job. Oh, wow. Like he took sick days to go record this album and stuff like that. It was just kind of like hail marrying it a bit in that way. And that's uh, pretty cool. it fucking worked. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's that's about what I got for Elvis Costello. I do not have a whole lot of background with this beyond just like, man, I really love this album. And <laughs> and I, I hope other people do too. <laughs> so I'll um I'll just give the there's a general um sure. uh synopsis of the album on uh, uh, yes. on YouTube music. I assume it's probably what was on Wikipedia. Maybe. But if you'd like I can read that off. Yeah, so go ahead. Let's let's a, see what okay. they got. So, My Aim is True is the debut studio album by English singer-songwriter Elvis Costello, originally released in the United Kingdom on the 22nd of July, 1977, through Stiff Records. After years of little success performing in Britain, Costello was signed to Stiff through the label's founders Dave Robinson and Jack Riviera. Recording sessions for the album took place at Pathway Studios in Islington, Islington or Islington? Probably Islington. London. Uh, from late 1976 <laughs> to early 1977 over the course of six four-hour studio sessions, totaling approximately 24 hours. Produced by stiff artist and musician Nick Lowe, the backing band was made up of members of Clover, a California-based country rock act, who were uncredited on the original release due to contractual difficulties. Costello kept his day job as a data entry clerk during the sessions. That's right. At the time performing as D.P. Costello, Riviera changed his name to Elvis after Elvis Presley and adjusted his image to match the then-rising then punk rock movement. The music itself on My Aim is True is influenced by a wide variety of genres from punk, new wave, and British pub rock to elements of 1950s rock and roll, R&B, and rockabilly. Hell yeah. That sounds about right to me. Yeah. Also, the thing that was in my brain that I was thinking about and forgot, and now it just popped back in there again. Uh, you have, in fact, seen and heard Elvis Costello before, because I happen to know that both of us have seen the movie Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, featuring a musical number by Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach. <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> 
not only not not even just like a weird background thing i mean austin powers in the middle of the movie literally stands up and says ladies and gentlemen isn't that in the beginning <laughs> of the, the movie and elvis costello it's really he's on a date with uh oh oh i don't oh. remember it's been so long since i've seen that fucking Shit. movie but wow I can't remember wow. anymore. My Austin Powers trading card game cards are all the way over there. <laughs> was it Felicity? <laughs> it was Felicity, wasn't it? That was her Wait, name. was it? This was the first movie. It was the second one or the second movie? Second movie. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's been so long since I've seen that. I believe so it was I Felicity Shagwell. Wow! Holy shit! But yeah, yeah. Okay. That's uh, the thing is. So so the thing is for me is I'm very surprised that I've never heard any of his music or anything like that because. <laughs> um, as you know, I, I believe you're aware. Like I was raised by my grandparents for the for the majority of my younger life, yeah. and they listened to in their car exclusively the radio station three WS, um, which growing up for me was hits of the '60s and '70s. Yeah. Um, very recently, three uh, WS now includes '80s, which Holy is fuck. starting to creep up on. <laughs> On our childhood, yeah, and know. holy shit, getting scared of that. It'll happen um, to you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, like I, I grew up hearing a lot of 3WS, so hearing a lot of those older, um, older acts, and so I was familiar with, you know, the Beatles, the mm. Temptations, uh, Elvis Presley, and and all those acts. I don't ever recall hearing Elvis Costello. I don't mm. know if 3WS just didn't play his stuff um or if it wasn't fitting in with this the other style of of oldies quote right. unquote, that was there because a lot of the stuff that played on there um was very um i guess i guess for a lack of a better term mild yeah um yeah you're not as not as stuff a lot of it wasn't as in a weird way aggressive as some of this album sounds. He's, he's and aggressive pretty, is a very weird word to say for this. He's very in your face in a way. Um, yeah. And he's he, he definitely... He's He's got a personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just found it very interesting that I'm, when I saw when this came out, I'm like, how did I not hear this before? <laughs> like I'm aware of music from aside from, from the at 70s. times whenever I sang one or two songs at karaoke. <laughs> really? Yes, I've done oh, at least okay. three of the songs on this at karaoke. Oh before. no, shit! <laughs> but wow, you know, it was a while ago. We haven't done that in a very long time. Well, that's because I won't go back to that bar for karaoke anymore. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I think up. I think it's about time we we dive on into this. Yeah, I, I think that I think that that's that's a reasonable assumption. Oh, but first. Uh, First, Mike, we're out here uh, relaxing on the beach, mm, enjoying the sun, and you yeah. know, start sweating a lot because it's so sunny. Mm, yeah, and just need to rehydrate a little bit. You know, yeah. need mm-hmm. to crack open a nice, refreshing beach beverage. Exactly. What do you got out here on the beach, Mike? Okay. Don't knock <sighs> over the cooler. Don't, don't want all our drinks in the sand. Did you know that the fucking um, convenience store right next to you was fucking closed at by seven o'clock? Really? Yes. Oh damn! It was closed when I tried going there after work. I don't That's know when fucked. it closed. So I had to make it. I had to. I had to call an audible and ran to Dollar General. And I have 
in my hands, an ice cold, all natural, light and refreshing. Oh man, Snapple Elements Fire Dragon Fruit. Ooh, holy shit! I know. I also had a fruit punch one, but I really want to try this because I've had the fruit punch before. Mm. So, my friend, what do you have? You know, I wish I'd stopped for like a like a juice or something like that. I was thinking about getting like some Sunny D or whatever. That would have been really Ooh, good. Oh, um, would have been nice. I just didn't, didn't you make would have also, But then you would have also gotten criticized on what did Mike and Shmeev drink on, on Juggalo Judgment. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, I, don't, I don't know much about about worldly things outside of my bar and grill on this here beach. <laughs> What do you have? <laughs> but I got here in my hands a nice, ice-cold, refreshing Dr. Pepper. Ooh, D- Dr. Peppers. I love some Dr. Pepper. Let's it's crack them open. Let's crack them open. It's going to be a very disappointing crack because it's plastic. I don't know if I should shake this. Nope. I love Dr. Pepper. Ooh. It's a good dragon fruit. Holy shit, that's bomb. Mm, nice. God damn, love it. All right, we're going to kick it off. Track one, welcome to the working week. Now that your pictures in the paper being rhythmically admired, you can have it a one that you have ever desired. All you got to tell me now is wow, 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 welcome to the working week. Oh, I know it don't. God, we almost listened to the entire song. It's a very we, short intro. We did track. almost listen to the entire <laughs> song because uh, it's very fucking short. It's two, it's like like two what, quick verses over, and out. <laughs> yeah, it's just over a minute long, something like that. Yep, it's it's super short. Um, so this was this was something very interesting to me. First off, sound quality mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, there there's the no lo-fi shit. It sounds very very good. Like. Mm. Which for something at that time period, like I would have assumed that it would have sounded a little bit lower or a little bit muffled. No, sounds great. There's I'm sure a, that there was probably some some digital remastering for this for release, this but it, it's uh. it's very odd how like whenever I look into some of the stuff that I listen to and see how old it is, mm. and then like compare how it sounds, and I'm like, what the? F-? I didn't right. realize they could do that back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I don't have anything lyrically, but one thing that I will say is when I saw that this was made in 77, I was like, that's that's wrong. That doesn't sound right because this has 50s written all over it. Oh, yeah. I, I am getting the biggest 1950s rock vibe ever. <laughs> um, and that is prominent on nearly this entire album. Oh, yeah. I say nearly because there's one or two songs that stick out that are like, nope, <laughs> not at all. And and sound more 
sound a little bit closer to to what um uh to to the time frame that or time period this was made in um but yeah it just sounded so trippy that like this guy clearly had so much influence from 20 plus years prior yeah (laughs) in in what he was creating and it's it's very very cool because whenever you're taking that inspiration you know in one way it could sound like it's pandering in (laughs) another way it could sound like you're trying to grasp at something and you're failing at it this dude's nailing it like 100 percent, very much makes it his own like Mm -hmm. i listen to this and i don't feel like it's like dated or anything like it definitely sounds like an old older record and all this like you know you, you mm-hmm. hear it and you're like yeah this is like some classic classic rock and stuff but it doesn't feel like dated <laughs> doesn't it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it's worn out or anything like that it's just right just as strong today <laughs> like for 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 those that don't know uh rock music like what, what people call rock and roll rock and roll stopped in 59 <laughs> okay very famously, that is what the song American Pie is about. Yeah. Like, the day the music died. A lot of people okay. died on plane crash. <laughs> yes, and they were, like, pioneers of rock and roll. So any music after that is just rock. There, there's something different about rock and rock and roll. Yeah. This sounds like rock and roll. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple. All right. But it's very cool. And this and, and for being something super short to jump into it, you're like, Whoa! It it's just in hits and out you. And like, yeah, it it it, it hits you like, upside the face. It's it's kind of one of those songs where you listen to and you're like, I'm jamming, I'm jamming. You're like, it's over. <laughs> Costello, please. <laughs> Another verse, please. Give me something else. Jam- <laughs> let, let it let it roll a little bit. And he's like, I got you. Next song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, he's he's talking talking about you know kind. There's an interesting thing going on in this album in general where he's he's so tongue-in-cheek about the stuff that he writes about a lot of times that like if you take him at face value you're like man what a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) like it's not that everything he says is terrible or anything like that he's saying stuff that's pretty real and stuff but then like the kind of spin that he puts on it whenever you actually look at it you're like Wow, what a piece of shit. But Elvis Costello is really having a bit of fun with it and kind of he's he's fucking with you. In this case, it almost sounds pretty straightforward talking like, man, living the dream and it sucks. (laughs) Like, Like you have this this great fucking life doing the thing you want. Oh, no. No, it's hard work to do this shit, and it sucks all of the time. And one of the things that he says in there is, uh, like, your family had to kill to survive, and they're still waiting for their big day to arrive. Like, oh, they've done so much to try and make it, and it ain't coming, buddies. (laughs) And he said, if they know how I felt, they'd bury me alive. It's like, I really hope that I can live to be an embarrassment to work-obsessed grind freaks sometime. Like... God, if somebody like that looks at me and says, what a failure, you're an embarrassment, like, that's a compliment to me, because <laughs> I'm living my goddamn life at some point in it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah. People people dreaming big, and then reality just ain't 
ain't there. It's, that's life. But that's gonna bring us into track two, Miracle Man. Miracle Man. So, general gist that I got was that his efforts to keep his woman happy are in vain because she wants everything imaginable, <laughs> and that settling just doesn't seem to be in the cards for her. Mm. I think that's what I got. Okay. That's that. That's your whole thing for it. That's my whole thing. I I apologize. <laughs> it's all right. And it's like it's like you said. As far as like, if you just take things at face value, you're probably going to be like yeah. blah blah blah. And that's me, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, that's, that's as we're learning. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's 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 very much like it. It's the the impression that I get from it is it <laughs> <laughs> is less that it's a woman that he's with, and more that a, more a woman that he wants to be with. And is yeah. unable to impress no matter what he does, yeah. and he's really frustrated with it. And but in like it's like, man, I can't do anything to get this person. But maybe the next time will be different. Yeah. It's like the signals are there, my buddy. It's the time to back off. <laughs> There's a uh, let me think. Hang on, I should I should probably just like have this up already. <laughs> like a smart person, but I'm not. That's that's not how I roll. I'm very by the skin of my teeth. I like to take things as they come, and you know, just kind of patter it out while I'm bringing a thing up that I'm looking for. I just try and talk <laughs> about anything else, and I just try and you know. But you're not talking about anything else. You're just drawing attention to the fact that you're, you know. <laughs> Just, just, just stalling for time. <laughs> anyway, uh, the third verse <laughs> is where he talks about how, like, like she's never been turned down or anything like that. And, you know, she, she's so popular. Everybody loves her and all that stuff. And he says, but I'm the one who's here tonight, and I don't want to do it all in vain. He's like, but I'm here. And it's like, well, she still doesn't care, dog. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's such a, like... It's brilliant to me. And what I wrote down as as a final note, whenever it comes to the way that he's like writing this in a tongue-in-cheek way, is that like if this was a song by a band like Buck Cherry or something, they would open <laughs> it with like, This is a song about a stupid bitch I know. <laughs> and they'd be serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me this see if they would do the, that. 
Would Seether do that? Would Seether be the ones to do that song? I think so. Theory would. Theory would. Theory would. Theory would, 100%. <laughs> Theory has done that. They have done that. <laughs> uh, the point is, know when your efforts are wasted. <laughs> Man, sometimes that, that takes a lot more uh, self-awareness. <laughs> Value yourself. Um, Enough not to waste your time on someone that doesn't want you. <laughs> uh, also of note, thanks to Genius in the About section, uh, this song was featured in the film Godfather 3. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I never saw that one. Me neither. Cause, cause I haven't seen any Godfathers, of them. Godfathers, they are very long movies. That is one thing I know about them. <laughs> I've seen the first one, and part of the second, and holy shit, they are long movies. <laughs> um, it's probably why I didn't get to the third. Ah. <laughs> uh. Speaking of things that run way longer than they should, this episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Track three, no dancing. Oh, I know that she has made a fool of him. Like girls have done so many nights before. Time and time again. But he's so No dancing. No freaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's a pretty big part of it, yeah. Yeah. But there's a... Uh... God, this, this, this track, if you really... We're... If you read into it... Well, it's a reading bit into rough. It, <laughs> I can't tell. I, I assume... I assume that it's... The dude done fucked up. If if I'm reading that correctly, it's complicated in that area. Uh, he definitely, uh, if if I was going to uh, analyze this, would say he may have fucked up a good bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because okay, so there's uh, there, there's the 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 part that really kind of strikes me is. Where they say, like, in the first chorus, right, he says, no dancing when they get home. Mm-hmm. Versus one of the later ones where they say, no dancing on my own. Specifically, the guy saying that. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit of an ominous thing to say to somebody. <laughs> and after the, specifically, the verse after that, whenever it says, like, she can't even speak to him, uh, he can't even look at her and all this stuff, it's like... It doesn't paint a pretty picture of what's going on between the two of them. Uh, the, the whole thing in general is like about, you know, a relationship very much breaking down and stuff. Um, you know, somebody has to cry, as they say. Oof. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a big oof. Yeah. It's a very bouncy song, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Here's another for your list. <laughs> really happy, peppy songs that just yeah. 
aren't. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if anybody hasn't caught that, I love songs that are happy and jumpy and, and bouncy and shit, but the lyrics are depressing as fuck. <laughs> love that shit. Send it on my way. Um, yeah, it's... And I even... I, I, I mentioned this uh, before we started uh, that I even went so far as to go on songmeanings.com Mm-hmm. To see if that could help me out at all, God, the, like the discussions on meanings of any of these songs are all They're, just a whole lot of people. It's a lot of discourse. Everything different. <laughs> like, nobody um, is saying some, the same thing. There were some people that were basically saying that um, uh, part of it is uh, the the man is being an abuser in the relationship. Um, you can get that impression. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's like, a very like easy to like read. it was a matter of like she embarrasses him like when they're out in public, mm. and so he like abuses her um, once the, once they're once they're out of uh, out of the public eye. Um, not fully sure. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, people ain't gonna be happy. That's that's all. Yeah. Just just the the people Certainly in this relationship are. Now. Are, are currently or soon will be not happy. <laughs> I'd say currently. <laughs> currently. Yeah, currently. Shit's fucked. It sure is. Anything else? No, no. I'm I'm pretty sure I got as much as I could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable track. Yeah. Let's move on to track four. Blame it on Kane. This is the part of this album where uh, I really feel like they highlight the sick fucking guitar work throughout this. Like, the guy who does, like, the guitar work on this is really fucking good, and I would love to, like, have that ability in my fingers (laughs) and the knowledge in my brain to play like that. (laughs) It's so (laughs) slick. What do you got? You're a good guitar player. Um, so the first two verses for sure are, I say for sure when I'm probably wrong, um, are basically talking about him being poor, um, not having money, um, and kind of using that as an excuse, um, for why some things aren't going well, I, Mm -hmm. I, I take it. Yeah. Um. Verse three kind of kind of shifts away from that, but I can't quite tell in what direction. But the chorus itself is saying that it's not his fault, and so blaming it on the person who invented murder, um, <laughs> is apparently just as good. 
Yeah. Um, so it's just deflecting blame onto <laughs> <laughs> the creator of the worst sin ever. <laughs> um. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's... Somebody was like, somebody was like, it's about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what one of the song meanings ones was. Uh, the easiest thing to jump to. I mean, upon looking at it immediately, I was like, eh, it could be, but I'm like, mm, but I actually don't think so. And then I like listen to it. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get what he was saying. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the last verse still has a whole lot to do with uh, similar things to the to the first two, because he's just talking about like at this at this point, he's feeling like he can't like he's. He's going crazy because he can't do anything. Like, he's stuck in this, like, loop, basically. And, you know, can't can't fucking get out and have, have like, a time to himself or anything like that. And that's rough, man. Which may or may not be his fault, actually. It's unclear. <laughs> because, again, that chorus is, is definitely... De- definitely evoking those those feelings of him just deflecting blame to... Nobody that can be held accountable. <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> yeah, ain't my fault. Things the way that they are. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I Possibly. really love the first lines of the second verse, where he says, "If I was a saint with a silver cup and the money got low, we could always heat it up or trade it in." And then the radio to heaven will be wired to your purse, which is a sick line. Mm-hmm. God, what a line! Yeah. Hot damn. That's a good one. <sighs> I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs on this album. Mm. Uh, like, for for some time, uh, whenever I was listening to it, actually, I would listen to Welcome to the Working Week and just, like, skip right to this because I like it a lot. <laughs> Not that I don't like Miracle Man and No Dancing. It's just at the time I was like, eh, blame it on Cam. I want to hear it. I want to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> You know how it be. I feel you. Anything else? Nope, I got it. I'm good. All right. Moving on to track five, Allison. Oh, it's so funny to be seeing you after so long, girl. And with the way you look, I understand that you were not impressed. But I heard you let that little friend of mine Take off your party dress I'm not gonna get too sentimental Like those other stick of valentines Cause I don't know if you are loving somebody I only know it isn't mine This is one of the songs that I used to do at karaoke every t- once in a while. Oh no shit! Yeah, I, I love totally this see you doing this one. <laughs> also, one of the biggest hits off of it, as far as I know. 
Oh, really? I think this is one of the bigger ones off of it, yeah. Hence oh, why it's okay. available at karaoke. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Sometimes the, the list at karaoke is very interesting when you look at the artist and it's like, yeah. how can you have this, but you don't have, like, X? Right. Like... <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, when I was listening to this one, the the first thing that came to mind, and what honestly might be, is um, about an unrequited love. <laughs> um, it seems like he had had an affection towards this person but uh whether something did or didn't happen it's not said but um somebody that he knows um uh ended up uh eventually uh marrying this woman um but she also seems to be unhappy with that hmm. and uh things just seem to be kind of passing her up because of that like she is tied down in the most like <laughs> sad way, <laughs> um, because it sounds like uh, the person that she married, once they got married, things just kind of went downhill, and now she's just uh, bored with life and is kind of just going through the motions. Hmm. Yeah, That's there's there, there's a there's a good bit of the, like. Again, there's so many ways to fucking read this. Because <laughs> it also has that vibe of just, like, bitter projection from the guy that she didn't go with. <laughs> like, especially at the beginning of it where he says, and with the way you look, I understand that you're not impressed. Like, like oh, I'm seeing you after a really long time. And, like, well, you don't seem happy to see me. <laughs> that kind of vibe of it. Um, and a lot of people... Uh, have interpreted over the years uh, numerous lines in this to be uh, relating to murdering this woman or wanting to. Uh, specifically in the second verse where he says, I think somebody better put out the big light because I can't can't stand to see you this way. Uh, Alice Costello has made it pretty clear. He's like, nah, that ain't it. <laughs> Same with like, you know, just the my aim is true part in general. Uh those two lines mixed together got a lot of people thinking like <laughs> in that way. But uh, apparently, apparently, uh, in an autobiography, he talked about this. He was inspired because he saw a beautiful girl working at a supermarket and just thought about like the way that her life may have turned out. And just like, he just saw this woman who's just like, Maybe she could have been somebody or something. Now she's just working like a dead end job at a supermarket, you know, married, maybe married to some dude who just like lied his way into her. <laughs> into her heart. It's like, damn, extrapolated a lot of stuff from seeing a person working at a supermarket. Elvis, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, real quick, uh, one of the other things uh, on Genius about this song uh, though the song never charted as a single, it inspired covers that did. Oh, okay. So this uh, wasn't such as Linda Ronstadt's cover, which reached number 30 in the U.S. Adult mm. Contemporary chart and number 66 on the U.K. Singles chart. I'm actually very look. curious to hear uh, hear that one. Yeah, I should look that up at some point. How that turned out. Because this is a cool song. Yeah. Also, this is another one that just... That, that fucking guitar work, man. He's just fucking killing it on that. In the oh, ending. yeah. And because of because of how, like subdued this song is it really stands out oh yeah like it's at, very at, it's very smooth at the end of it 
Because um, the end of it just ends with him repeating "My aim is true" a whole lot, and you know, trading off with the with some cool little licks and stuff. But they also do a really cool change to the chord progression at the end of it for like a turnaround that they repeat, and I'm just it's so fucking good. There's so much good shit going on in this musically. Uh, yeah, one of my one of my faves. Again. I, I like just like a lot of the songs on this album. There's a reason I picked it. <laughs> I love Fair it a enough. lot. Anything else? No. Track six. Sneaky feelings. Now everybody's breaking up somebody else's home. Before somebody else starts breaking up their own. I get you in my dreams. You should do the things you see. It's not that it's so much fun that it's safer that way. Sneaky feelings, sneaky feelings. You can't let those kind of feelings show. I like to get right through the way I feel for you, but I still got a long way to go. All right. This is a thing that I've thought about before, like for a long time listening to this, but I feel like it stands out the most here and in and in some other ones. But like on this song in particular, it really hits me that like I want to hear this like by Randy Newman or something. It's just the way he, the way he like just forms his words. I'm like, this is so Randy Newman. It really is, though. <laughs> like. I don't know, like, what Randy Newman's era was in particular, though. Like, maybe he was just really inspired by Elvis Costello. <laughs> I, you know what? I I have no idea. I only know and... Randy Newman because of Toy Story. Exactly, right? <laughs> and probably some other thing. I mean, Monk, he did that one. He also did... Um, out there. Uh, did you ever see the movie uh, The Road to El Dorado? Uh, probably once a long time ago. Okay, so there's a song in there um, called It's Tough to Be a God, um, which is a fantastic song hmm. sung by the actors who portray those uh, those characters. And on the soundtrack, the soundtrack is not that version, and it is Elton John and uh, Randy Newman, Ooh. which pissed me off because I really like the version <laughs> that's in the movie. Uh. <laughs> and it's it's very interesting to hear that, though. But that's the only other thing I've, I've heard from uh, Randy Newman. Also short um, people. They got no reason to live. So Randy Newman says. <laughs> what? That, that's take it up with Randy Newman. It's his song. But this is Sneaky Feelings is by Elvis Costello. Yeah. It's just reminiscent of Randy Newman. It is. It's just the way he says it. Yeah. Um, so uh Basically, uh, from what I gathered, yes, yes, that's that's tending to be a very uh, common phrase for, yeah. for these albums. That's right. um, both people in a relationship are either cheating or thinking of cheating on their partner. <laughs> um, and um, in his perspective, um, he he it seems that he has somebody in mind, and he would like to um obviously whether it's act out on these or whatever but he's stopping himself because um what what was it he said in here 
she said, here are the things. It's not that it's so much fun, but it's safer that way. Um, oh, how was I? How was I trying to toward that? It almost seemed like <clears throat> he was not trying to act on it while still being in the relationship. Mm, okay. Um, but it, but it's something that's crossed his mind. I see. I see. I could totally be wrong, but I mean, like it. <laughs> It, it has big scumbag energy in a way <laughs> where it's definitely like, you know, like even just the first verse where he's like, you know, I get you in my dreams just to hear the things you say. And it's like, that's creepy, dog. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a little fucked up, my dude. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, in in that like point of view, like where he's you know saying, like, I'd like to get right through the way I feel for you, but I still got a long way to go. Like. And it's like, well, you know, it's, can't can't just be out with it because <laughs> you know, that would cause the whole thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. It's it's big scumbag energy, but he's being very upfront about it in the song, at least. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Just like, <laughs> give him some credit. Yeah. You know, he's just saying it. He's right it can there. Be way worse. So yeah, anything else on sneaky feelings? Sneaky nah. feelings. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're in a new another time. Well, now we're gonna move on to track seven. Uh, another song that I have done at karaoke before. Uh, the angels want to wear my red shoes. I, I completely didn't. This, this one's also very. There's so much going on in it. Uh, he's got red shoes, man. The angels want them, and in return for them, he won't get any older. He will age no more. But at the same time, he cannot seem to get this girl. <laughs> he has a line where he literally says. Can you say that I'm too old when the angels have stolen my red shoes? Like they got my shoes. I'm not getting any. I, I'm not. I'm not aging. Any, I'm definitely not getting old, dog. <laughs> but you know, this is a woman who's down with everyone except him, an absolutely coolest guy around. She is the <laughs> wrong one here. <laughs> you know, there seems to be a pattern. My God, he's 
he does this. <laughs> My favorite fucking line in this whole goddamn thing is when he says, I said, I'm so happy I could die. She said, drop dead, then left with another guy. <laughs> Which is so good. <laughs> I love it. Like, that's clever. It's so clever. Like, this, this, this came out 45 years ago. Damn. That's clever as shit. He's a clever motherfucker. God damn. Clever boy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's, you know, that's why he's, you know, such a popular guy still. People love him to this day. He's a beloved icon. That's not a, that's not like an exaggeration or anything. Like Elvis Costello is still like a beloved dude. <laughs> so yeah. Hmm. You said you didn't have anything else? No, no. I didn't have anything in the first place. Anything. I love the music though. Sick. That's that's been that's been something consistent throughout this entire record <laughs> is musically this sounds fucking awesome. I love it. Red shoes, man. Love all of it. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to Track eight, less than zero. Calling Mr. Ozzel with a swastika tattoo. There is a vacancy waiting in the English voodoo. Carver, the fermental on the field to boss head. When it's had a number that maybe you'll take him to bed too. He's alive for a wish or she was dead Turn up the TV, no wireless none will suspect even Your mother won't detect it, so your father won't know They think that I got no respect But everything means less than zero Mike, do you want to talk about Oswald Mosley, or should I? I knew that you were going to have a fucking field day with this. Um, so I'll get my line out of the way. I don't have this a lot to a say about it, honestly. But um, oh, I was about to say, my I kept short and simple. This dude's a douche. Yeah. Uh, so basically, fuck this guy 100%. Uh, this would be... <laughs> this would be... This is stupid. This would be why he would get lumped in with the punks. Yeah. That, that's... <laughs> This is exactly why you'd get lumped in with punks. Yep. Um, floor's yours. Yeah, Oswald Mosley was a uh, was a British Nazi uh, spreading his his fashy shit around, I believe, on the television. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about him. He was, in fact, a piece of shit. Um, and this was kind of... What Elvis Costello was doing here is... Doing a lot of like, he's he's like making what's the fucking word? He's doing like a kind of metaphor thing. He's like giving a wink and a nudge about what he's talking about because he's talking about you know, like the youth and stuff in in Britain potentially hearing this stuff, but he's also kind of couching it in this like. He's talking about it like he's talking about fucking, 
but that's not what he's talking about. <laughs> like when he says, turn up the TV, no one listening will suspect. He's like talking about like, turn up the TV to cover the sounds of what? <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of shit to it, but uh, yeah. Fuck that guy. Fuck the Nazis. Yeah. And Fuck the people the who want to be them. But but try to not try to pretend with a little wink that they're not. <laughs> but 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 they're fine young people. I'm gonna kill you. That's that's what, that's what, <laughs> our, that's what our former commander in chief said, right? Oh my god, not fine young people. I wish the dropkick Murphys would have beat the shit out of Trapped. That would have been awesome. God, that would have been so fucking cool. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I came across the one video. <laughs> Hey guys, guess what? If you haven't been paying attention to anything we've said over the last three fucking years, fuck Nazis and fuck Nazi sympathizers. Anyways, mm -hmm. I think we can move on. Yeah. Mystery dance. <laughs> Track nine. Romeo was restless, he was ready to kill. He jumped out the window because he couldn't sit still. Juliet was waiting with a safety net. Said, don't bury me because I'm not dead yet. Why don't you tell me about the mystery dance? I want to know about the mystery dance. Why don't you show me because I tried and I tried and I still missed the fight. I all right, Mike, do you want to field this one? So I think I was really, really trying. <laughs> I was trying so hard. I was digging <laughs> deep and deep and deep. And this is very philosophical. Okay, you would not believe this. It's about fucking. <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> All right, let me see if I can throw this out there, right? Okay, here's, here's what I This is my notes exactly, right? And I think that the that what I wrote here will will truly reach the core of our audience, whoever the fuck they are. I have no idea what our core audience is these days. Fucking sex. How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be better off explaining magnets. Oh. Damn. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> that's that's you just you just said that. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh it this this is just like unambiguously about like being the being young and trying course. to figure out fucking and being like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm an I mean, idiot. <laughs> You can see those pictures looking in the magazine, but what's the use of looking if you don't know what they mean? Yeah. I'll he probably be know? singing this song one day. <laughs> <laughs> After <laughs> I'm going I'm to play this. After, after I'm married, play this song. <laughs> It's gonna off, be I'm your gonna first send, wedding dance. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna send this to all my friends. I'm gonna send this song specifically, mm -hmm. and then we're we gonna work out a choreographed done, dance to the mystery dance. Probably. Okay. And then after, I'm going to send everybody the link to the YouTube video for "I Just Had Sex" by The Lonely Island. Nice. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, this is another very short song, minute yeah, and a half. It's super short. Also, sick guitar solo in it. He just fucking jams. This this yep. is a this is extremely in like the the tradition of fifties rock and stuff. Like you have the doo doo, like it's it's classic. Like that's it, classic blues rock, rock and roll. 
Love it. Anything else? Nope. All right. Moving on to track 10. Pay it back. jamming out here you know mm, I can't, yeah same i can't pay attention to when i when we get past a chorus and <laughs> fade it out when I, oh, I can't i can't do it <laughs> what do you got so okay i i don't have anything lyrically on this one okay i was i was having a bit of, of difficulty but one thing that i do want to point out and has been present on multiple songs on this um and it's probably something that I definitely know what it is, but I'm stupid with music theory. So, is are the verses being done as like a twelve bar blues? Because it's uh, not it's not a typical eight or sixteen that I feel like it would be. It almost seems like there should be more in the verse before it moves to the chorus. Chorus is is four slash eight bars, but the verses are not. I'd have to count it out. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so, it's got like the the same vibe of it. Like it's very much like a like a one four five y kind of thing. Um, it's it's just the fact that like the the actual length of the yeah the verses themselves are twelve bars, and it just feels very like it feels short. With with most typical music, you're doing you know yeah even. I don't want to say even. Well, yeah, even amounts of fours. Yeah, yeah. And that's an uneven amount. <laughs> but it's just something that stood out to me whenever I was listening to this. Th- this is not the first song that does it. No. But <laughs> because I don't have anything to say about the content lyrically. That's fair. I'm saying it here. <laughs> I, I feel like everything is very is set up very well in that way, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, even if it's like, well, that was less bars than I expected. It's like... But I didn't feel like they caught me out of uh, caught me off guard with it because, <clears throat> you know, they 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 signpost it very well musically, which is that's that's just good composition, in my opinion. I like right. again a lot of the sweet guitar work in this. Oh, <laughs> that that lick been, leading into the chorus. That's been so consistent <sighs> throughout this entire fucking record is wonderful guitar. God, so good. <laughs> yeah, the, the most that I get out of this is is just kind of like. The, the the world doesn't really like deliver on its promises. And that's kind of shit. That's fucking truth. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the whole thing. I mean, I, that's that's more or less what I picked up from it. Um there's there's even like a line that kinda outlines that as a whole that I really liked. 
um, that I will have for you in just a moment. <laughs> I'll get it. Uh, they told me everything was, everything was guaranteed. Somebody somewhere must have lied to me. <laughs> it's like, damn. Mm. <laughs> Ugh, hurts to hear it. Doesn't it? But yeah, yeah. That's, that's pay it back. Anything else? Nope. And you know, so I guess I'll say it right here, right now, right? So I mean, we're... Between the two of us, we're giving this... Uh, we're putting our best foot forward on it as far as figuring out what these are. But like I said... If you're even looking up like any discussion on Elvis Costello's music and stuff like that, it's just a whole bunch of people and every single person saying some different shit. So, right, God knows if you got something yeah, else. So, I'd, I'd love to hear anybody's take on what stuff is about. Like, I love hearing about that stuff, and even if I disagree with you and I think you're wrong and I call you a fucking doofus, I probably you won't know do who that. I think would give some input on this. Hundred percent. Yeah. Jiggles. Jiggles. I want to hear some input from 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 Jiggles. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 true. Like I, I I hate to say this, but like even on our our last episode where I was like, I'm only getting a little bit of this, and <laughs> you thankfully were able to to give a lot more. Yeah. I I've said, and I think I'm finding this out. I'm struggling with the analytical <laughs> part of what our show does, and I'm very face value, which is. Sorry. Not the greatest for for this kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> it's better, you know. It's it's one thing where I'm like, I like how it sounds. <laughs> um, but you know, Mike, one of these days, I'll just get like some fucking thrash in here, and you won't have to think about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, we'll get back to fucking one jungle of these days, music where we're I don't pay have it to... back. <laughs> we're gonna pay it back. <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get we'll get anthrax on here, and I'll play like Medusa, and it's like it's just about Medusa. That's it. <laughs> she turns. She's a gorgon. She turns people to stone. <laughs> the gunslinger. It's about the gunslinger from Stephen King's Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually. A thing. Oh no shit. Yeah, they have, they have a song about that. It's oh, pretty cool. good. It's a, it's a fucking bitchin' song. Anyway, wait, it's not it's not the gunslinger. It's called uh Lone Justice, I think is that one. Oh, nifty. Anyway. But that's not this. Costello. <laughs> <laughs> track eleven. The I'm fusion of Elvis Presley and Lou Costello. Icons of the age. <laughs> Lou Costello may have actually been from an even earlier age than Elvis Presley. He's I think he, so. He was older than I, like, uh, Abbott and Costello were fucking older than I thought they, they were. were. Fucking, they were, yeah, dude. Like, I feel like they passed away in, like, the 70s or, like, 60s and 70s. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Lou Costello was born in uh, 1906 and passed away in 1959. Oh, fuck, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> huh. Well, shit. Love that guy. Yeah. And then the Three Stooges are even older than that. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They were the, like, 30s? Something 30s like or 40s, something yeah, like that. This is track 11. I'm not angry. You're upstairs with a boyfriend where I'm left you to listen. I could hear you whispering as I crept by your door so you found 
ripping on that guitar. Shmeev? Yeah? I think he's angry. I think he's lying. What? I think he's lying. I think that he's angry. You think somebody would just do that? Go in a recording studio and tell lies? You know, I try and give the benefit of the doubt. As much as I can. You're here. Which is almost all the time. On Soldier Boy's internet. Telling the people that Elvis Costello is a liar. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm questioning myself now, but I, I think I want to lock that in. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> He's so bitterly mad. <laughs> and it's, the, the, this is one where he is like, he has strained his eye from winking too fucking hard at the audience in this part at this point. <laughs> uh, I love this track. This one's a really good one. It's like, a cool song. Damn. And yeah, it, it's, it's very clear like in every line what he's talking about here. <laughs> Woman was someone that not me, mad. <laughs> no, 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 not mad. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is definitely the, the most energetic song on the album, though. Oh, yeah. Um, for good reason, it, it, it I mean, kind of has to convey this uh, and the welcome to the working week are like the two most yeah. up-tempo ones. Yeah, it's um, a good late album, like just burning track. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's. I mean, because we're there's 13 tracks on this album. Yep, this is track 11, and this is where you know typically you start to wind down a little bit. Nope, yeah, he wants to bring it nope. back up. You know, we've been chilling for a little. Oh, mystery dance also is up there too. Yeah, mystery dance was up there. Yeah. But it's super fucking quick, so you blink and you miss it. <laughs> you you hit pay it back, and you're like, ah, oh, we're relaxing again. And he's like, bam, bam, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, definitely, uh, definitely, uh, he's he's not a sad boy. Oh, he's a mad he's, boy. He's, he's, he's a mad boy. <laughs> <laughs> This is actually a song. I'm not gonna lie. Um, this is something that I would love to hear. Um, like, uh, what, what song was it? Uh, was it Allison that we we said was was covered? Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear someone cover this. I could see it. Yeah, I think this would be cool redone for for a modern, um, for a, for a modern audience. I could see it. Um, be kind of nifty. I hope it would still be somebody who could play some nice leads because it'd be feel, oh, yeah. it'd be pretty empty without him. Oh, hundred percent. You, you know who? Oh my god! You know who could do a pretty cool cover of this? Foo Fighters. Ooh. Rest in peace, uh, drummer. Yeah. Sorry to hear about that. That was that was really sucky. But they. Uh, I was just thinking about. I don't know if you've ever listened to the, the color and the shape. Uh. But they have a cover of Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty on there. Oh, it's got that classic sax line in it. I have to hear it. I'm not familiar with the song just by name. Oh, it's it's great. And it is it is like a picture instead of the sax line, obviously he plays it on his guitar, but like mm. it's it's really fucking good. And hmm. they're very able to very capable of capturing the sound of a band from a while ago that like 
was a lighter kind of rock than what they're playing, but it doesn't feel out of place whenever they're doing it, and I like that. Uh-huh. This is this is definitely something though that feels heavier than what yeah <laughs> is normal of the time, which I think is it would be like a normal level for a band these days. Yeah, um, you know, maybe slightly toned down, but still like this. This is one of the more unique tracks on here on this album, just because of the energy that it's that it's presenting. It's, it's a great track. Yeah. Good position on the album too. Mm. Alrighty, so let's move on to track number twelve. Waiting for the end of the world. awesome oh yeah that's so good <laughs> i'm gonna I, I, okay so so i want to want to hear what you got on this but i want to hear specific, i want to prompt you with something in particular right okay is there anything that you heard in the second verse of this that you want to bring up <laughs> okay if it's not um, on your mind then don't don't worry about it go ahead with whatever in, else you have as in actually hearing it or like is it a background thing or, or lyrically? Uh, it's it's in his vocals. It's the delivery of a line. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't. I can't remember it. Okay. Can you play it? Can you just play it real quick? Yeah, you know, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The legendary hitchhiker says that he knows where it's at. Now he'd like to go to Spain or somewhere like that. Nothing? No. Okay. It's it's something that's like it like digs at me occasionally, and I would have expected mm-hmm. this to trip you up a whole fucking lot. It's his delivery on that line where he says like the legendary hitchhiker says that he knows where it's at. Like he's like really shoving a lot of words into that line, <laughs> and it feels like it every time I hear it. It's just so weird compared uh-huh. with like the meter of the rest of what he has in this verse. Mm-hmm. But you know. That's fair. No, I, in a in a way, I guess that wouldn't really trip me up just because of how the rest of this album has sounded. I guess that okay. doesn't. It, it's. I'm not saying that I'm accustomed to it on here, but it doesn't sound out of place. Okay, that's fair. So it's, I guess, for funnily <laughs> enough, for me who's a stickler of, for that of fucking all shit. the people to not be bothered, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's fair. Um, what do you got? No, that, that didn't that didn't get to me at all. Okay. Um, uh, they got to keep waiting. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. I mean, yeah. um, 
it is it is kind of fucked because if you think about like just the mental image that he's uh, that he's presenting mm-hmm. to you in that first verse, wow, some people are pieces of shit. Yeah. Um. Uh, they 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 get in a train, and unfortunately the train stopped for whatever reason. Or well, no, that's I guess that's typical. There, if the train's stopping to keep the distance between other ones that are stopping, right? Isn't that a thing? Uh, is that how the, is that how trains? Well, work? usually they're timed so they don't do that. Oh, okay. Like they're they're timed but, to not have to stop until they get to a station. Usually. Okay. okay. I wasn't sure if it was if it was like because of a distance thing. It, this is more like in uh, the Hey Arnold episode where they're stuck on the bus. <laughs> hey on the subway. Exactly. <laughs> it's old hands here on the subway. We've been stuck here in the dark for way too long. Hey Arnold is a fucking gift to the world. Anyways, God, it is. um, but basically they're stuck in a tunnel, mm-hmm. no fucking lights, and people g- groping. Yeah, and and the dudes t- dudes touching up on some girls, and and the, the girls are not saying anything. That's because it's dark, yeah. and they're surrounded by people. Yeah, and there's nowhere to go. Yeah, and then. I mean, in that in that case, like it, it's interesting how waiting for the end of the world, like that chorus changes throughout it. Because in that case, every, like in a situation like that, everyone's just kind of like, it would be great if this would stop. And mm-hmm. you know what? End of the world, not looking so bad right now <laughs> for this. And it, uh, in terms of seeing awful things happening and not being able to do anything, uh, the second one is about you know that this legendary hitchhiker guy. Uh, saying he again he knows where it's at and let's go to spain or something like that it's just the vibe that i get is just kind of a weirdo character mm-hmm. <laughs> like a, a semi like hippie-ish but like religious kind of dude waiting for the end of the world the third one feels like it's talking about more of a contemporary event that I am not privy to. Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to figure that out. It almost seemed like the first two verses were were directly connected, but this one seemed like it was a bit out of place. Yeah, but I, I couldn't mean, find well, anything. Apparently, apparently, all of these in some way are kind of contemporary based things. Like the the guy that he's talking about in the second one, I think, was also like a figure that. In the time, people probably would have known who he was talking about, mm. but I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the, 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 the last people that he says get on the, the train are like basically a wedding party. Uh, bridegroom and the fucking priest and stuff. And something about a stolen wedding dress. Something else about finding them in the water presumably dead <laughs> yeah I, and i'm like i do not know what contemporary event he's talking about and i did not take the time to look it up unfortunately but if someone else knows uh about anything that happened in the 60s 70s something like that uh i'd, I'd love to hear about it <laughs> and assume that it probably took place in in the uk in the uk um, yeah. which is probably a reason why we wouldn't know as well <laughs> yeah. we are also not as privy to events that take place outside <laughs> of the u.s because guess what American education system. <laughs> learn much if it didn't that. take place in the U.S. or the U.S. wasn't involved, we don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. But yeah, seeing awful and weird shit on the train and thinking, 
yeah, we can we could close the book on this now. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally you know? one of the things where it's just like everything around you is chaos or whatever, and you're just like, God, just just kill me now, please, <laughs> just just end it. Don't uh, care how, just make it end. Well, Mike, yeah, I got news for you. What? It's not the end of the world, mm. but we're we've. We've reached the end of this album. Fuck. With track number 13, Watching the Detectives. Whatever it is, I believe it's an organ. I mm-hmm. love that every time. Mm-hmm. What do you got for me? Um. Also, uh, this ah. is the uh, other another song that I did at karaoke. This is the third oh, really? one that I used to do every once in a while. So, uh, I again, unfortunately, <laughs> I was struggling with lyric with yeah. lyrics, which I, is sad because it seems very cut and dry. I'll give you a prompt and let you run with it. Right. Okay. Uh. Watching my cute crime boys, no time for husband. <laughs> Carry on. So, so that was what I I thought it was. She was she's just caught up in watching uh watch watching the the true crime stuff as as women are wont to do. <laughs> Guys, if you if she's interested in true crime stuff, just run. Just. <laughs> Actually, she's not. Apparently, in this, she's not giving you the chance, anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, women be however, shopping for murder implements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hear this, and I'm like, okay, this just just reggae, just straight up reggae. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, sort of, but yes, it's it's. It has that feel to it. Yeah. It's, well, the, the, there's the one thing that differentiates it a little bit, and that's that the, they're they're hitting that kick on the one every time, and that's just you can't do that in reggae. You're not allowed to hit the one. <laughs> it's illegal. The reggae police will stop. Well, reggae doesn't have police. They don't, they would never. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did just look, however. Mm-hmm. Uh. There is a Wikipedia for this yes, uh, for this song in particular because this one was a very big one. <laughs> and I scrolled right down to cover versions. Oh, I did not look four. at four, four. Okay, jazz singer uh, Jenna Mamina okay. covered the song on her debut album "Under the Influence" in 1999. 
99. Holy shit. Okay. Toto covered the song on Toto. Through the Looking Glass in 2002. Toto. The Henry Girls covered the song on their album December Moon in 2011. I don't know them. And Duran Duran covered the song on their 1995 album Thank You. Duran Duran. <laughs> I need to hear all of these. Yeah. <laughs> like immediately. Yeah. Um no joke, a band that I really thought could have covered this and I'm surprised that they didn't. Sublime. Oh my god. <laughs> this No, but no, but can, tell I, I me understand. this doesn't sound like something that Sublime would sing. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, I could have heard this being done by Sublime, and I'm disappointed that that it never happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I, I unfortunately don't have much on it lyrically, but I think that this is probably the second most unique track on this album, aside from "I'm Not Angry." Yeah. Um, it sounds like nothing else on this record, and yet it doesn't sound like. I'm not gonna say like it doesn't sound out of place because it's it's. Kind it's of jarring, especially weak. for like the last for for the last song on the record. Yeah, well, that that was but, the thing because I don't think it was like sequenced like this originally. Um, mm-hmm. that, there's a lot of weird stuff with how this was, this album was released and stuff mm-hmm. because, again, just re-releases and stuff. Mm-hmm. But something that I will say is where we got where I mentioned earlier about how like oh he sounds very like rock and roll influenced and it sounds like. He's actually owning that. It's not sounding like parody or that he's out of place. This somehow he's also doing that. Yeah. It doesn't sound weird for him to be doing this style of music. And that is very, very difficult for this kind of music, especially when if you look on here, it's it's they're calling it genre new wave and reggae rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, reggae is not typically something that a lot of white people nah. um, succeed at. So, yeah, this wasn't this on is a- uh, the original release of it. Like, this song just wasn't there. It was released as really? a single separate from the album. But on, uh, like, outside of the UK, uh, it was mm. just added to the end of it. So that's why it's a little okay. bit out of place <laughs> in a way. Okay, okay. The U.S. single is backed by Allison. The lead track from Castillo's second UK single. Oh, okay. Makes sense, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, also, uh, that uh, that's why this is also uh, notable is the um, this is the first appearance of the attractions on a record. Okay, yeah, his his backing band. Yeah, so that's that's probably why. Um, but it doesn't like I said, this doesn't sound like it's something that's pandering or anything like that. He clearly knew how to write this and it sounds so good yeah like it doesn't sound it sounds weird for the album but it doesn't sound like he's out of place on it Hmm. and that's something that's very very hard to do (laughs) throws himself into it for sure yeah it's a great track apparently also he wrote this was it this one that he wrote while he was listening to the clash or something very weird. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was this one. Um. Actually, that's in the about here. Uh. Where's that? Um. Casella wrote this song after staying up all night listening to the Clash. He even drank so much coffee that he was awake for 36 hours. He told Q Magazine, <laughs> uh, the interviewer asked, "Why do you think that song is so jerky?" And Casella says, "I drank a lot of coffee." Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, of note, Funny this guy. is interesting. The song was featured on Rolling Stones. 
500 greatest songs of all time at number 363. I'm down with that. That you know what? That's a lot of songs. Fucking... I don't know what else. I mean, there's there's a lot of songs to cover in there, but if it doesn't have "Crank That Soldier Boy," well then, no credibility. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> now the, um, the the only thing that I'm left wondering is like, what particular detectives was he talking about at this time? Um, and I know at the very least, Columbo was around for the time. And I mean, I'm cool with Columbo. Everyone's cool with Columbo. I don't know who else there was, though. I, I've i run out. <laughs> I, I, I go with the working class shabby uh, private eye and no one else. <laughs> huh. Uh, the song was also used as the theme for the PBS program History Detectives. Oh, my God. <laughs> Interesting. But with that, we've come to the end of Elvis Costello's My Aim is True. Holy shit. Mike, what do you think? I mean, uh, overall thoughts and stuff. This, uh, first off, this is a short record. Uh, it's only mm -hmm. about, I think it's what, 36 minutes, something like that? Two sides, man. Um, so this is a, a very easy listen. Um, I'm... <laughs> This was a joy um, for, for again, not having listened to Elvis Costello in the past, despite somehow, like, I, I don't know how I missed any of his stuff. Just talk to your grandparents um, about it. Be like, hey, did you listen I to Elvis I actually Costello? mentioned, no joke, I actually spoke to my grandparents, um, This I think I mentioned this a couple of days ago, oh. when I said that, you know, we were doing something slightly different and that we were covering, I was like, oh, yeah, you may have, you may have listened to them. And I said, uh, uh, I said... We're listening to uh, Elvis Costello. She's like, oh, he's goofy. <laughs> That's what my grandmother said. Yeah. And whenever you told, and, and she was just like, yeah, that's exactly what he would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Retail Jesus got me listening to uh, Elvis Costello. Um, this, this was definitely a fun album to listen to. My first, um, my first listen, I, I had it on in the background um, as I was, uh, as I was doing some dishes and, I kind of wish I didn't do that because some of the tracks, like, because they were so so short, mm -hmm. I almost had trouble, like, realizing, oh, I'm actually listening to a different song right now. Mm. Like, if you're not paying attention to it, it can just go by very quickly. The sound blows right by. I will say that the second half of the album does um, – it does do a good job of differentiating itself. Like, each track is feels a lot more um, unique. In the second half. Also, the second half, most of the songs are a little bit longer, too. Um, with the exception of Mystery Dance. <laughs> but it's a cool album. Like I said at the, at the beginning, it sounds so much like it should have been made. The majority of it sounds so much like it should have been, been made in the 50s. And the fact that it wasn't and sounds so fucking good. <laughs> um, credit, to, uh, credit to Elvis Costello the backing band and just the production in general. Cause it all sounds fucking great. Hmm. This is a cool album and I'm, I'm so glad we got to listen to it. Nice. Glad you enjoyed it. Mike, if you were to take three out, three songs off of this album, what would it be? So this one was actually a bit hard for me. And I, I didn't even prepare change. ahead of time. So, <laughs> well, I did, I did, but I'm actually changing one of mine. The hardest um, thing is that, like, 
one of them that I really like is one of the really fucking short songs. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm changing one of mine. Okay. Um, and it's literally because of our discussion. Oh. <laughs> um, what was it? I'm going with Allison. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm Not Angry. Nice. And I'm going to go with Watching the Detectives. Nice. That one was not on my list originally. Oh, okay. And I originally had Blame It on Kane. All right, all right. Which I still like. It's We'll say that's the runner-up. Yeah, sure, but, sure. Yeah. Uh, if you were going to drop one. Uh, hmm. That one's a bit rough. I know. I... Damn. That one's actually really, really hard. Uh, I'm probably going to regret it. I may be waiting for the end of the world. I agree. I don't know. That's 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 rough, but... I would yeah. take... Uh, I'd take Blame It on Kane, Allison, and Watching the Detectives myself. Uh, and I would drop Waiting for the End of the World. It's just one that I never really, like, you know, if I'm just, like, listening to the album through, whatever, mm-hmm. I'll let it go. But for the most part, I'll usually kind of just skip it for watching The Detectives. It's a fine song, but it's not, like, one mm-hmm. that I, like, I'm not for like, that super being, into it. For that being the song that was the original ending of the album, mm-hmm. it's not bad. Yeah, no, it's not a bad ending or anything like Which that. Which is why having Watching The Detectives tacked on, like, I guess... <laughs> semi seems out of place right but yeah i i guess that makes that makes sense yeah, for the, how it was originally released the original run of it was uh side a went up to sneaky feelings and then mm-hmm. side b opened with red shoes down makes to sense. waiting for the end of the world which good split honestly yeah yeah it makes a lot of sense so yeah so so which uh which song do we uh do we do we tell the rest of our band that we're going to cover <laughs> I mean, watching which, the which detectives one? would be really fucking good, but we need an organ player for that. <laughs> yeah, and since we can't find a consistent... Uh, we need fucking... a better guitarist to play Blame It on Kane uh, and Allison. I mean, I'll, I'll do I'm Not Angry. <laughs> I'm not angry, I could do. I could probably work that one out. Fuck. <laughs> like, it's blazing, but it's different than the rest of them. It's like... It's like straight... It sounds very, like, bluesy, pentatonic stuff, because that's where you get mm-hmm. your angry rock from. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Blame It on Kane is, like real-time blues changes and stuff and he's doing some shit in there Mm -hmm. same with allison (laughs) yeah well i need some more angry songs Uh, apparently well then we can't go with i'm not angry because you know but you know what he says the word angry more times than i'm not that's true and so maybe it's like that... a really clever thing, like like My Chemical Romance, where he says, I'm okay, He's not okay. trust me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, uh, now here's, here's a question for you, right, Mike? Yeah. Mike, how, mm-hmm. how have you enjoyed your stay here? At the Shmeev Burger in Paradise Bar and Grill and Resort and the, Rehabilitation Center for Wayward Juggalos. This was this was pretty great. Yeah. Um if I'm if I'm doing comparisons mm-hmm. to last year, um 
Much less packed. <laughs> yeah, much less packed. Um, last year was bookended by two very fucking cool albums. Um, Judas Priest was solid. Um, and I will never listen to, um, <laughs> to Silo ever again. I'm sorry. Uh, I still I think do. there was what one song on there that I was like, this is pretty good. But other than that, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, both of the records that you, that you chose for this were awesome. And I don't mean that to, to be like, yes, you must pick things that I will, that you know, I will like <laughs> rawr. Um, no, these but, are both things no. that I fucking love <laughs> right and i'm just and i'm glad that i was able to enjoy them with you yeah so these were fucking solid albums and li- like some of the stuff i would probably consider putting in my own like playlist like it. tracks from haunted were great tracks on this were fucking cool like if i went to the fucking exchange and i saw a copy of this album i would not hesitate and i'd probably pick it up not a hard one to find really yeah Oh, well, there we go. I mean, it's his biggest <laughs> album. Had an anniversary release. It sits all over the place. But yeah, like it. that's actually where I found it was at the exchange. <laughs> the exchange is awesome. Go support your local record stores. They're like a fucking national chain, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, they're they're considered a, a local thing. They're only oh. like East Coast. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I think the far, I think the farthest one is in like Indiana. Oh, that's so. pretty far, but okay. I mean, yeah, but anyway, yeah. you think I had to fucking do a a, 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 a middleman thing for Eric <laughs> yeah. before because they couldn't because <laughs> they couldn't send it to him. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's that's it. We did it. We, we did, did it, it, Mike. You know, I'm, I'm glad you came along for this. Uh, I've actually been talking to, to some people in the Discord, actually just in private messages and stuff, and I already have mm-hmm. an album probably locked down for next year's that I'm excited about. Um, oh, cool. Because <laughs> Jiggles really wants you to listen to it, and I agree, because it's very good. Um, <laughs> it's it's one of my favorites that I grew up listening to. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you had a good time with these. Glad I was able to share this with you and the listeners who decided to stick around for this month. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, tune in in two weeks for whatever the fuck else we do. Um, we'll find out whenever that is. Whenever that is. <laughs> and you can find out whatever that is on our various social medias, like our Facebook. Like a Juggalo Judgment. Or Twitter. At Juggalo Judgment. Our Instagram. Juggalo Judgment. If you like wanna send us a really long email about stuff and not just like a comment or a DM or something on one of those platforms, we have email. Juggalo Judgment at gmail.com. If you want to locate our content small amount of our content as of yet but we'll get there probably not these episodes because they're a a little more dangerous to put up on there uh but for our regular episodes of whatever we do uh you can look at our youtube youtube.com slash juggalo judgment if you're the kind of weirdo who's like hey i'm listening to these people talk shit about some music for way too long and I want to give them money for that. 
I want to throw money at them. You can do that on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Juggalo Judgment. Yeah, and, and with that, you can get some cool benefits and stuff. One of Little which things. I'm going to uh, bring up right oh. now. Oh, you're doing it. I, I have been jumping around the idea mm-hmm. of adding another tier to the Patreon. As you know, our current highest tier is a $10 tier. And uh, the main perk of that is that you can suggest a song that we cover on an episode on its own. Um, we choose three songs um, that are suggested, and we cover them. And those are the ones that are going on the YouTube. We don't play the music for them, obviously, but um, we cover those. And I'm considering adding another tier to that. Um, it's going to be a little pricier. Haven't locked down a price yet, but the premise is... It will be open to four people at the moment. <laughs> four will be one a week. And what you'll be able to do is you will be able to suggest an album of your choice. Any album. Doesn't matter what the fuck it is. It could be Juggalo. It could be whatever. It could be Elvis Costello's My Aim is True. It could be Elvis Costello's My Aim is True. It could be Silo by the Altogether. <laughs> it fucking better not. <laughs> and what you will, you'll have to be uh, a part of the um icp with we discord uh which you can access that um if you check the link below our link tree we have an immediate uh way to access that um and what we will do is once a week i will do a uh, uh, i yeah you I said will do so what not, we will do I'm and not, i was like hang on a second and then you changed yeah, to yeah, I, sorry it's you. not you this is just this is just <laughs> me this is just me um <clears throat> excuse me um we uh I'll do a live listen uh, within the Discord. Um, so I'll have the album up, and it will be me just giving immediate thoughts. I'm not going to have notes or anything, so it's all going to come off the dome. Whether I like it, whether I don't, you know, that's that's open to uh, what happens at the time. Um, but I'm going to leave it up for the Discord so that anybody who's in that Discord can also join and, and listen to it as well. And, you know, you can uh, type in the chat, like, you know, your thoughts on it and stuff like that. You going to um, do again, a record on that too? What's that? You going to record too? I don't think I'm going to record it. Because, I mean, what you can do, uh, I mean, we could talk more about it afterwards. I mean, you could just do like a countdown, three, two, one, boop, if you're just going to play the album straight through and listen to it. That way, I mean, mm-hmm. you could put it up basically the same way that we do our DVD watch-alongs and stuff. That way yeah, people can I still guess, listen to I it. Guess if, that wouldn't be, I guess that wouldn't be a, a terrible thing. And people can catch it if they're not able to show up for it, if people aren't able to jump in the Discord, people who don't have the, the technology. Right. Yeah, I guess that's something to, to consider. I haven't, like I said, I haven't locked everything down yet. I haven't locked down what I would like the price of the tier to be. And I, the reason I bring it up here is because I want, I want to get some uh, feedback if you think, um, A, if you would like to do that, and B, what you think would be a fair price for that now mind you again our tier to suggest songs is ten dollars um you know i want to try and think of what's going to be the most fair but something that people um would also want to consider doing i only say four at the moment would be open because again i want to do one a week if i think that i can do more than that i might open that up so that we can have more people do it and it would probably be on a weekend night like a friday saturday or sunday um but uh but we'll we'll open up that uh eventually uh, once I get some feedback and, you know, you guys let me know what you guys uh, would like to do um, if you guys are interested. So 
Just want to throw that out there now, and I obviously throw that at the end of an episode that's not Juggalo-related, so maybe some <laughs> people aren't going to hear that, and so we'll throw it out uh, at another episode but, as well. you know, it's uh, it's for the people who are into you listening to stuff that's not Juggalo music. Ex- yeah, well, I mean, listening it could be Juggalo music. At the behest if of you wanted else. to suggest, if you honestly, if you wanted to suggest an album that we are not going to cover for a couple years, if by you, all means, like, per that's se, fine. wanted to hear Mike's thoughts on the entire discography of Esham. You could do that. <laughs> Rob is going to go and change his. And his I won't have to. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, Rob is going to go and change his, uh, his pledge right now. He's going to have like a, <laughs> he's, he's going to have a parallel thing going where he's making you listen to all of Isham's albums and making both of us listen to all of his albums song by song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's probably, that's probably what it's going to be like. But. I think we. But hey, uh, if I'm, I'm also, I will say this: it took Shmeev five years to get me to listen to one song before. <laughs> That's not even an exaggeration. Yeah, I know. He spent five years trying to get me to listen to "Power" by Kanye West, and it finally happened. Good track. But garbage person. If you pay money, <laughs> I listen to songs sooner. Uh, eh, eh? It's like it's like when you go to the jukebox and you can pay an extra quarter to hear your song next. That's a thing at some of the it digital is. ones. Yeah, I know that. But anyways, I think we've right, gone we on long enough. Shit out. Let's get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No uh, more vacation. Come oh, man, it's time to catch a. We gotta get out. We gotta catch a flight. I gotta gotta, gotta pack my bags and stuff. Uh, also, real quick, because it hasn't been acknowledged, I don't think we acknowledged it on the last one. Both times, Shmeev has worn uh, has worn an island shirt <laughs> for these, and I love it. I actually really love this shirt. <laughs> I, I love this too. Yeah, it was great. I picked up at Walmart before my beach vacation, my actual beach vacation, and I picked up my other one also from Walmart before my beach vacation. <laughs> they have some nice ones there. Yeah, you know, the other one is actually really nice, uh, soft material. But mm-hmm. now it's time. Before we get out of here, gotta finish your beach beverages. Peace out. Later. Mm.